up guys and welcome back to another episode of Sounds Like a You Problem Podcast. I'm your host Daisy and today I'm going to talk about habits, how to make your life better overall, just a generalized video of where you can start, what you can do to feel fresher, feel better, and feel like you are getting closer to the best version of yourself. That's the best way I can put it. So we're gonna start by starting fresh and that goes with decluttering. So all of those cups in your pantry, all of those random little doodads in your closet that you don't use, all of those clothes that have been hanging up in your closet for two years without you touching them, declutter it, get rid of it. You're gonna feel so much better. If you're anything like me, you're gonna need to immediately put those things in a bag and move them out to your car so that you are not tempted to use or take them out of the bag. That is something that I have to do, but it works for me. In the beginning of this year, I decluttered so much of my space. I was like on a rampage in my house and it felt so good to get rid of things that I don't use, that I don't need, to open those cabinets the next time that I need something from there and just see that it's like this new space. It's almost like getting rid of things makes you feel like you have more things. But I think it's just because you get rid of the useless things and so you can see the better things of value clearly. Also, you cannot receive things, and I mean this in a very broad sense of the word, you cannot receive things if you don't have space and room for those things. Whether they are tangible physical items or if we're talking like other things, you know? I think you know. I think if you're listening to this podcast, I think you know, girl. Write it down, get it out, okay? So one of the things you can start fresh and kind of, it's almost like decluttering your brain, okay? It's like a brain dump on paper. I don't know what it is and I might just honestly be crazy. So you'll have to let me know if you're someone who does this, if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments. But if I write stuff down, it's almost like I give myself permission to stop thinking about it because I know that it's wrote down on paper somewhere and I'll be able to reference it if I need it. So it's like I have this tornado of thoughts just swirling around in my brain all the time, okay? And things just get added to it all the time. Like tornadoes, you know, they pick up like barns and cows and like think of a very comical cartoon image of a tornado swirling just picking up stuff in its path that is me on a day-to-day -day basis for to-do lists for what to do for the dogs what to do in my relationship what to do for myself how to be a better friend how to be a better sister how to be a better dog mom how to be a better everything like I'm constantly thinking of ideas thinking of new recipes to make thinking of ways things that I need to do spring cleaning thinking of things that are coming up the next quarter thinking of my personal property tax of getting my place like, like so much there's like having a thousand browser tabs open at once and so I really relate my thought process of what my brain looks like to that of a tornado just picking up things constantly and when I write the crap down when I take the time to write stuff down which is why sometimes I don't need like a list I don't need to be organized I just need to write it on a piece of paper it like pulls it out of that tornado and the tornado of thoughts become less cluttered it becomes a little bit easier to be a being who has my brain and I don't know again if you can relate or if I am just crazy but writing stuff down gives myself permission to stop thinking about it stop obsessing over it um, I am diagnosed with OCD so this is just one of those things that I have find helps me to have a more clear mind, to have a better mental health space, right? Because if I'm thinking of a million and two things, I can't think of a million and three things. And this just, this helps me. And even if you're not someone who has a tornado of thoughts swirling around in their head, writing lists 
writing goals, writing things down makes you 42% more likely to achieve it. If you didn't know, now you do. So definitely write it down if you have something that you want to do, that you want to achieve, that you want to gain, that you want to buy. Write it down because you're 42% more likely to get that thing done, to get to achieve that thing, to obtain that thing. But also, it just helps you stay more organized, more put together once you get into the habit of writing things down. Sometimes I just write it down in my notes too, guys. Like it doesn't have to be pen and paper. It doesn't have to be old fashioned. It doesn't have to be like, dear diary. You can totally just word vomit on the page. You know what I mean? Habit stacking and keystone habits. I've talked about this before. I've made very in-depth episodes of it, so I'm only gonna touch lightly on this, but habit stacking has changed my life. It is stacking a habit that you don't like to do with a habit you do like to do. Like listening to a podcast while you're washing the dishes, watching your favorite TV show and catching up on an episode of something while you do your laundry, or maybe you are taking productive breaks. So for example, I'm like always editing, and sometimes I'll just get so blinded by these lights and just have a headache and just be over it and I will finish my editing or if it's a really really long editing process I will take a break but I'll take a productive break which I feel like is another version of habit stacking so in and maybe it's my ADHD I don't know okay I got all kinds of ailments that I'm like learning the best way to navigate so I can still be the best version of myself even with these diagnoses so I will take a break from my editing, but it will be a productive break. So I will get up and I'll go vacuum the house or I'll get up and I'll go unload the dishwasher and I'll come back down and finish my editing. So it gives me a break, but the break is still productive. I'm still doing something. I'm still getting something done. It's been very beneficial for me. It has really elevated the way that my days go, how productive I am, how much I get done and how good I feel about myself at the end of the day, which ultimately helps me sleep better. Like it is all a domino effect of being the best version of yourself, you're gonna notice so many positive things if you can figure out how to have it stack. And you can experiment with this. Like maybe you wanna to listen to a podcast while you do your laundry. Maybe you can't focus, maybe that doesn't help you. Maybe you don't mind doing the laundry. Like experiment, switch it up, see what works for you. I'm always listening to a podcast while I'm taking a shower. Anytime I'm in a doctor's office or I'm at the chiropractor and I'm waiting for like an appointment, I am sketching out video ideas, I'm writing out video ideas, I am writing out scripts for my YouTube. I'm doing things all the time. And even this morning, it's Saturday, so I was taking like a, a slow rainy Saturday moment and I still was scheduling posts and editing pictures for my business page because I was laying in bed you know it's not necessarily a habit or a routine but I wanted to have like kind of a slow moving Saturday morning so before I got out of bed I did something productive while I was being in bed you know and you don't have to be as crazy as me all the time but it is something that has genuinely helped me keystone habits we've talked about that is habits that you build for yourself that seem like they don't make a big difference but make it easier for you to build habits later in other areas of your life like making your bed making your bed isn't going to change your life but getting good at making your bed relying on yourself to make your bed realizing you follow through every single morning to make your bed is going to make it easier for you to build other habits like going to the gym every single friday going to the gym every day going to the gym every other day going and getting groceries every single friday night no matter what you're doing meal prepping every single monday no matter what you're doing because you built up confidence within yourself that you're gonna follow through on your word when you make your bed, that you're going to follow through when you tell yourself you're gonna do something when you make your bed, and so on and so forth. You probably already have a lot of keystone habits such as like brushing your teeth every morning, brushing your teeth every night, washing your face every morning, washing your face every night, taking a shower every day. You probably already have keystone habits you're really good at it and you're not even thinking about it. So implementing more keystone habits or finding areas where you can add more keystone habits to your life will still help build off that confidence and that trust within yourself to follow through. 
mornings matter. How you start your morning matters. It really, 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 really does, guys. I have been doing the whole delaying caffeine when I wake up, and it has been like life-changing for me. Someone was like, you do not need caffeine the second you wake up. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I don't need it the second I wake up. So I have been delaying it for about 60 to 90 minutes every single morning. I've seen a huge increase in the way the caffeine actually does help me get fully through my day. I'm not getting that 2 p.m. crash anymore. I do slow down quite a bit around 3 and 4, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, we're humans and we can only do so much in a day. Like we have to also find the balance of giving ourselves grace. But I've also been trying to do the delayed gratification of like checking my phone, like the dopamine, what do they call it? No, I've been doing the dopamine reset basically where you are forcing yourself not to look at your phone for I tried to, it to be the first hour of my day. Again, I woke up and had a lazy Saturday morning and just, and I was on my phone, but I didn't go check all my apps. I didn't go check all my notifications. I didn't go check all my comments, all my likes, all my follower numbers. I did not do that. I'm delaying gratification for those things for when I have the time and the energy and the mental capacity to go look at those things because I cannot be refreshing YouTube analytics every 30 seconds, which I do. I do do that and for the past two days, which isn't a long time, but for the past two days I have been getting a lot better at not doing that. I've been trying to find ways, I'm like, I've been trying to first of all acknowledge where I get my gratification, where I'm getting that instant, what am I, you know, Amazon is another one where I like shop on Amazon, I get that instant gratification. I'm trying to delay my gratification so instead of like immediately buying something from Amazon, I'm putting it in my cart, closing out of the app and checking the next day if I'm able to do so. I'm writing it down a list of wants and needs for 2024 that comes from like furniture or beauty or clothing or whatever in like category it might be in and I'm making a list of that instead of just being like oh I need a new pair of shoes I'm gonna go buy those. I will figure out what pair of shoes I want, what category, is it boots, is it tennis shoes, what is it and it helps me to really think through my purchases which has helped a lot financially but it also helps delay the gratification because this is a world of such instantaneous gratification that I want to be able to have a little bit more control over my dopamine comes from. If you get a dopamine hit first thing in the morning from you looking at your likes, your followers, your social media, whatever it may be, if that's because social media is just so ingrained in us at this point, I do it for a living so it really, I tie a lot of my worth to the numbers which I need to be very conscientious about not doing as I get further into this career is to delay that. I want to have a slow, easy morning where I talk to myself about my goals. I want to read my affirmations out loud, which I have been doing if you guys didn't see my psychological mood board where I like delve deep into the psychology of mood boards, why they work, how to make them work for me. I've still been following up with reading my goals every day and my affirmations. They're right over here in this room so that I can see them every single morning. I've been taking a ginger, turmeric, black pepper shot every single morning. I make those every Monday. So I've just been following through on habits. I've been implementing new habits. I've been doing things and I've been working out five days a week instead of once a week, which you guys know is a big one for me. I was going every Friday and I finally moved it to like five days a week and giving myself rest days. It's been, it's, it's really changed my life. And I think that a lot of how your day goes has to do with the morning. I got a little bit of a, on a tangent here, but how you set up your morning and if you're going to constantly, if you, if you start your morning by getting a dopamine hit from social media, my point is that you're going to look for that dopamine hit 
all day long on social media versus if you just have like a normal slow morning where you wake up with the sunrise you watch the sun you talk about your goals and your affirmations dopamine is going to come a lot more naturally to you i did this really really well yesterday and noticed that i was a lot happier for a lot longer throughout my day it wasn't totally contingent upon exactly what was happening in my life it was more so just about how i felt nighttime routines have a huge impact this kind of goes hand in hand with the mornings matter if you don't have a nighttime routine let that be the first thing that you do okay this changed my life it's the easiest to make you have the most time at night you have the most access to be able to change and switch out variables of your nighttime routine and really switch it up to work for you see what works see what doesn't work see what sticks see what doesn't stick and then find like a set concrete foundation and do that every single night i have done that i do that and what it does is make the night times expected and that has been a huge huge contributing factor into how well i sleep how the rest of my day goes what i know is coming because when i know what is coming that night that evening i know that i don't need to worry about it because i'm going to take care of it in the evening it's part of my nighttime routine i don't need to worry about whenever i can fit it in or when i don't fit it in and i also have a daily routine where like mondays is hair washing day tuesday i do my nails if i need them done if i don't need them done then i'll like give my dogs a bath wednesdays i do myself tan that's not even my actual schedule but being able to break up the bigger parts of my routine that i don't necessarily need to do on a daily basis into a weekly basis and attaching them to a day i'm like oh monday I know hair washing day is coming, so on Sunday night, I'm not worried about it. I don't get the Sunday scaries. I have never gotten the Sunday scaries, and that, I think I owe a lot of that to my nighttime routine. So if that's something you don't have, try to start with that first, okay? Mine consists of a shower, a heating pad, a candle, lavender lotion, lavender oil, a lavender essential warming buddy, diffuser, a humidifier, my fan, make sure my bed is all nice and cozy, pluffing up my pillow, doing a 10 minute tidy in the kitchen, moisturizing my whole body, doing my full skincare routine on my face, and then whatever day of the week it is, either self tanning or doing my nails or whatever it may be. And it just makes for such a more peaceful, relaxing day and evening and better sleep. So I, I highly, highly recommend. 60 to 80% of what you are eating should be healthy. And you know the easiest, easiest way in the world to do this, make sure your breakfasts are healthy 100% of the time. Make sure your lunches are healthy 50% of the time and then you never have to worry about your dinners. So what I mean by this is if you are already getting 75% daily good nutrition through your breakfast and your lunch, there's a lot less chance that you're gonna mess up. There's a lot better chance that you're going to hit that 60 to 80% goal because no one is probably going to call you and be like, hey, it's 8 a.m. on Tuesday. Let's go to the bar. Let's go get bar food, you know, but on Friday night, you're probably going to get takeout. But if you know that you had healthy breakfast and lunch Monday through Friday, you can go get takeout, girl. It's not going to matter. It's not going to make a huge impact on you. It's not going to make an impact on your health, on your fitness, on your appearance, on the way you feel, on your mood, on your energy levels, or on any kind of nutritional regimen you're trying to follow. I'm trying to not use the word diet because I know that like you can have a nutritional diet, but that word also, I feel like at least 80% of the time has a negative connotation. And I think that obviously diet is a word to describe the way that you eat, um, but it's really oftentimes used to describe a fad and a phase of eating that is not sustainable and we want sustainable healthy ways of eating and so the best way to do this is to make sure i have a protein packed filled 
breakfast and lunch. Again, I can like switch it up with my lunch. Like maybe on a Wednesday, I'll, ha I'll go get takeout for lunch or something like that. But being able to control my mornings and my lunches makes it to where if someone does throw a wrench in my plans, if something does come up, it's a lot more likely that it's gonna happen in the evening time that it's gonna be dinner plans or that we're gonna get takeout or we're gonna decide last minute to go grab this or that. So being able to stay consistent on lunches and breakfast helped me to be able to have those fun, easy times and still maintain eating 60 to 80% healthy. You wanna eat more food that comes from this earth, green things, great things that grow under the ground, things that grow in trees, animals that live here, things of that nature, whatever makes you feel your best, of course, but I really am trying to better the way that I eat and water. Water, 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 water. H2O, high quality H2O. You need to be drinking water. I know that you've heard this from a million and two people and no one is going to make you believe that water is going to change the way you feel and the way you look until you do it for yourself. So just try it. For shits and gigs, why not? Just try it. Just try for a week intaking the allotted daily amount of water that you are recommended to take, which is, so like if you weigh 100 pounds, you would drink 50 ounces of water. Take your weight, divide it by two, and whatever that number is, that's how many ounces of water generally you should be intaking a day at minimum. Again, just try it for a week and see what you think, because I'm telling you every organ you have is gonna thank you, including your skin, that's the largest organ we have, and you're gonna notice less breakouts, less fatigue, less bloating, you probably lose weight if you drink water and filter things out. You're just gonna feel better, longer, easier, quicker. Drink water. I, I cannot make you drink water and I cannot make you believe that water is going to make that big of an impact until you do it. So just try it. Just for like a little experiment, a little funsies, try it. Reward yourself. This is one that I use very often. I wonder if my ADHD plays a part in this, but if I have something that I don't wanna do or I do something that I didn't like to do that's like an adult thing that like really wasn't my favorite and I just, really felt like I was going through it when I was doing it and I just I didn't want to be there I reward myself either before or after typically after but sometimes I'll reward myself before to get myself out of the house to convince myself to do it so for example yesterday I had to go pay my personal property tax at the city hall and it was something I really 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 didn't want to do but I found seven dollars in my wallet I didn't know I had it so guess what this girl did she rewarded herself with a blueberry donut from Dunkin Donuts and a little refresher which wasn't that good but the donut also wasn't that good, it was kind of stale. The point is, reward yourself, okay? So be like, I really don't wanna do this thing, but I'm gonna reward myself. So, um, another example, I have to go get an emissions test, and I don't wanna do it, and I'm gonna have to do it the same day that I get my car, my plates renewed, and it's just gonna be one of those like government, adult, mentally taxing and draining days, and I'm gonna get my toes done. I'm gonna get a pedicure, because I haven't had a pedicure in months, and that's what I'm gonna reward myself with. A lot of times I reward myself with pedicures, massages, facials, things of that nature, because I don't really live a lifestyle where I can just like, I mean, I want to, and I'm hoping I will soon, where I can include those things all the time. Um, it's just like like timeline wise and finance wise like I you know whatever so those are like fun little rewards for me those are things that I like to do that I don't do that often that I can convince myself to actually go do if I do this unwanted human adult task so rewarding myself is something I do very very often I'm not gonna lie to you I've already talked about the digital detox and the delayed gratification that I've been kind of going through I might do like like a challenge where I challenge myself for a week to like really really do this and I might um, do a little synopsis on YouTube, do like a little video for you guys um, 
Also, date yourself. So, like, take yourself to Dunkin' Donuts. Take yourself to your favorite Chinese place. I do that usually once a month. Um, I have my... I get waxed, and the lady who waxes me lives in the town of my favorite Chinese restaurant, but it's an hour away. But I will still go do that, and when I go do that, I will stop and take myself on a little lunch date to my favorite Chinese place. And the waitress knows me, she's so sweet, and she's so cute, she's so kind, and she's always like, do you need a menu? And I'm like, no girl, like, I know what I'm getting. And she always brings me my water, she, she expects it. No one bothers me, but it's so nice to just treat myself to my favorite meal. I enjoy it so much. Genuinely, this is something that when I was an alcoholic and when I first got sober, I was terrified of. I was terrified of going in public alone. I was terrified of being in public alone. I thought it was weird to eat out by yourself alone. And it's not, it's really genuinely beautiful to learn to love your company. It will change your relationship with yourself more than you think it will and it will really change the way you view the world. And I know that seems like how would that be connected, but I'm telling you that it is. And again, this isn't something I can prove to you until you do it for yourself. You can always start small, but it's something I really think that you should try to do. I used to get takeout and eat it in my car all the time. And it's just like, that's not, there's nothing wrong with that, but there is something to be said about like sitting at a table and paying for your own meal and just being there and really enjoying the experience and making it more luxurious for yourself. So I highly recommend. Learn how to relax and unwind. This is something I really had to figure out and took a lot of trial and error when I first got sober because alcohol was how I would rewind, unwind. <laughs> And I wasn't sure what was going to work or what I enjoyed doing or what was actually going to have an impact on me because honestly, none of those things have as strong of an impact on you as alcohol does, right? Which is like why it's the easy quick fix until it's not. Um, bubble baths, a lot of lavender, a lot of routines help me. That, I know it sounds crazy because I'm so like type A, like gotta plan this, gotta do this, do this, gotta do this, then I'll do this, then I'll do this thing, then I'll do that thing. But it really does, I really do see it make an impact on how my stress levels are, my cortisol levels. I notice like if I start my mornings, again, mornings matter, very slow. Um, I'm not as rushed or anxious throughout my day. If I just like run out the door and I'm, I'm late and I'm behind for everything, everything is going to give me anxiety attack from then on. Like it sets the precedent for my day, my mood, my behavior, my mindset, my perspective, everything. Um... So having those routines helps me to be relaxed, helps me to unwind. Being on time helps me to relax. So it's just little things that I've learned in my life. And this could also be super personal to you. Bubble baths really help. Coloring really helps me. Painting really helps me. Watching my favorite sitcom helps. Sometimes I like to do two of those at once. Um, maybe going on a walk with my dogs or playing fetch in the backyard can be really relaxing. Drinking tea on my front porch when it's sunshiny and warm is really, really relaxing for me. I often drink NA beverages that are mocktails that have like magnesium in it and that's fun. Or I might make a tart cherry juice sleepy girl mocktail and that's fun. And it's kind of like the ritual of making a mocktail and then like drinking it and feeling the relaxation of the drink. All of those things. And when you fully detox alcohol from your body, these things will actually make an impact on you. If you are someone who's drinking regularly, you're probably not going to see an impact on these small subtle things helping you relax and unwind because you have a literal poison that's helping to 
literally sedate you. So yeah, you probably won't notice like a huge difference if you're sedating yourself on the regular. But once I was finally fully detoxed from alcohol, all these things really helped me to relax and unwind. So find what works for you. Do a lot of self-exploration. You also have to be super self-aware. And this all comes with practice. It all comes with time, um, but it's a lot easier. Um, than it sounds. I promise you that. So this is really genuinely how I changed my life. These are the things that I feel like made the biggest impact on me, you know, where you're not like reading a book or I'm like, go to the gym this many times a week. Like these are really easy attainable lifestyle habits that you can make for yourself that are tangible. They're not like, oh my God, I, I can't go on a yacht every weekend, Daisy. Like my family doesn't own a lake house, you know? Or you hear like someone talk about how they're going blowing $300 at Target and like that's a relaxing day for them. Not all these things are like attainable and tangible ways to unwind um, for the normal average human. And guess what I am, a normal average human. So I hope this episode helped you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sounds Like a You Problem. Please, if you're on Spotify, give me a five-star rating. If you wanna do anything for me, that means a lot to me because I'm thinking about taking it off Spotify and moving it fully over to YouTube. If you're part of the YouTube fan, make sure to subscribe, hit that bell so you don't miss another upload. I upload every single Monday at 9 a.m. So I will see you next Monday at 9 a.m. And uh, I hope you have a great day. Okay, love you, bye.